Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to Make It Plain Daily. Of course, uh, Make It Plain Daily was a subscribed show. You had to subscribe to it. But now we're making it available beginning today for a limited amount of time during this pandemic. And it's an indefinite amount of time because we don't know how long we're going to have to shelter in place. We don't know how long we're going to be dealing with this. But we want to make it available as a service to all of you, our loyal listeners, and even to those of you who are new. Uh, We're going to be talking about this issue, among other issues. We'll also change the subject every now and then to maybe cheer as many of us up as possible. How about that? So tell a friend, uh, wherever you get your podcast, make it plain, is there. It'll be there every day, first thing in the morning. Get woke. Uh, Feel free to email me questions, comments, suggestions. Make it plain mail, M-A-I-L at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, make it plain, Twitter, make it plain. Uh, Instagram, though, is uh, my other uh, handle, minister with two T's. Hit me up there as well, and we uh, appreciate you all being with us. We're going to get started today on this first show that we're making available to everyone with a very special guest. He was the United States Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights in the Barack Obama administration. He later became the Secretary of Labor. He now serves as the chair of the Democratic National Committee. 
position he was elected to in 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, good to hear the voice of a good friend, especially at a time like this. We're joined now by the chair of the Democratic Party, Tom Perez. Tom, God bless you. Hopefully you and your family and your staff are all safe and protected in this pandemic. Well, thank you. Uh, I feel blessed right now, but uh, I feel very nervous for our nation. Uh, my, my wife works with people experiencing homelessness mm. in D.C. She's been doing that for 20 some odd years. And uh, on a good day for people experiencing homelessness, it's a challenge. And yeah. uh, in this moment, it's a, a really uh, dire challenge for people who are um, living in the shadows. And so I appreciate your kind words. I hope you and your family are safe and sound and all your listeners are safe and sound. Uh, this is truly um, a, a very surreal set of moments. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're plugging away because uh, our democracy must endure. We've endured dark moments throughout our nation's journey, and we will endure this moment. Uh, but one of the ways to endure this moment is to make sure we defeat this president mm -hmm. because uh, this is the most dangerous, incompetent, self-centered, morally bankrupt uh, president in American history, period. Mm. And, and people ought to see that more clearly than ever now based upon his response to COVID-19. I mean, there was a really... Um, striking expose in the Washington Post this past Sunday about uh, his just failure after failure, failure to heed serious warnings from his own people, uh, the slowness of the reaction uh, and and the consequences of that failure to take swift action. You, you look at other countries that took it seriously. There's a there's a piece this morning about New Zealand. Now, obviously, New Zealand's quite a bit smaller than the United States, so mm -hmm. I get that. Uh, but they they took it seriously from the outset, and it has enabled them not to have to effectively, you know, uh, lay off a, a third of the people or however many people are getting laid off. And uh, you know, this this president just didn't pay attention. You know, it's a hoax. Uh, uh, it's just one person from China. He said to CNBC. Uh, he continues to peddle, uh, uh, you know, fake news. I mean, oh, we'll be, we'll all be uh, fine by Easter. Uh, but Easter's yeah. in about you know, four days here. Yeah. Uh, this is Holy Thursday today for those who celebrate uh, uh, Easter. Uh, and uh, we, I mean, goodness gracious, for those of you in New York City where you are, um, you know, my my prayers continue and. Uh, we have a long way to go, and, and the incompetence of this president. What was he doing yesterday? He was tweeting about the Democrats. Why don't right. you stop tweeting and just spend 100% of your time saving lives and leading? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think people are, are getting it, Tom, even from his daily press conferences, which are just utterly ridiculous, do you have the feeling that Americans around the country, uh, and we can talk about that CNN poll too, that Americans around the country are finally getting it, that, you know, this is just too dangerous to tolerate. I, I, you know, the country cannot, I was saying somebody, it doesn't seem that the country can survive a pandemic. 
a, a brand new recession, if not a depression, and reelecting Donald Trump. I mean, that's just not that that won't work. Yeah, I mean, you you look at it. You asked a few questions there, all of which were really good. Uh, it's really interesting to look at the most recent polling from uh, CNN because uh, the now you have forty percent of Trump supporters. Now, now these are like you know his people who you know that never go at never go against him. Forty percent of Trump supporters saying he was way too slow in uh, responding to this pandemic. Uh, you see, you know, more broadly, you see so many um, uh, you know, people now who have understood that uh, this president ignored the warnings. I mean, there, again, there was a Washington Post expose uh, this past Friday, this past Sunday, uh, really detailing all the, the warning lights that he ignored and just not paying attention. And, you know, where was he in January when this was all going on? You know, he's, he's certainly not paying attention to this. Right. Uh, you know, busy tweeting about Democrats and uh, uh, dividing our nation. And so you, you will, I think people are starting to wake up uh, across an ideological spectrum uh, to his abject incompetence. I, I can't help... Um, I can't help, Mark, but contrast this. Uh, I was on Team Obama in 2014 when Ebola was mm -hmm. front and center. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by the way, if you, I mean, coronavirus is serious. It's life-threatening. We are losing lives here. Uh, fortunately, we see people who are able mm -hmm. to survive. Uh, obviously, if you are... Um, if you if you don't have comorbidities, you have a better chance of surviving. Um, Ebola was one of those things. If you got Ebola, that was that was almost certainly a death sentence. And the preparedness of the Obama administration, the way they responded to it with such um, uh, you know alacrity with um, having the right people. They were following the science. Yeah. Uh, they weren't inventing things. And as a result of that, uh, and they were leading the world. I mean, you, you look at so much of what was done in the African nations that were the epicenter was supported by the United States. We weren't simply uh, America first, America alone. We were helping to lead the global response to a potential pandemic that did not become a global pandemic mm -hmm. as this has mm -hmm. become. And you contrast that. You know, when, Senator, when Barack Obama was Senator Obama, he offered multiple bills in the United States Senate on preparedness because growing up overseas, he understood this. Mm -hmm. And he understood that when you look at our threats to a nation, to, to the United States of America, yes, there are threats from North Korea. There are threats from other authoritarian leaders. But we also have threats of this nature that are different sorts of threats that require preparedness. And that is why uh, he offered bills as a senator. And that's why he was exceedingly capable and prepared in Ebola. And we were able to put that behind us. And you contrast that with this president, who, among other things, appears to have no attention span no. Uh, for any of the details that are necessary uh, to dealing with this. I mean, I stopped watching his, um, 
is briefing because it's not a briefing. It's a reality TV. Right. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's a rally too. Um, yeah. the Wisconsin primary just took place. Um, Trump said on his reality show the other day that, you know, he doesn't believe in mail-in voting. The Supreme Court stepped in. Uh, well, I mean, it, as a former DOJ official as well, assistant um, uh, AG, um, what are your thoughts about the Supreme Court stepping in? And is that foreboding, Tom, in terms of what they may try and pull in November? Uh, let me note at the outset that... Uh uh, the President Trump and others voted by mail yeah. uh, this cycle. Uh, the Supreme Court of uh, Wisconsin, uh, when they denied the governor's request, of course, they met virtually because it's too dangerous in their judgment to meet in person. They have canceled all oral arguments in front of the Supreme Court because of the, Ebola, the uh, uh, coronavirus epidemic, uh, pandemic. Uh, it's too dangerous uh, for, for lawyers to come into the court. Uh, of course, it's not too dangerous for uh, voters in the city of Milwaukee, where uh, Milwaukee County is 23% uh, African-American and 73% of um, uh, coronavirus deaths yeah. are African-Americans. Uh, what happened in Wisconsin this week was absolutely unconscionable. And I've done a lot of voting rights work. I've watched this Supreme Court green light uh, programs that I knew would suppress the vote, would have an adverse impact. I, I, I watched with great sadness in 2013 when Chief Justice Roberts, in a case out of Alabama, put a fork in the heart of the Voting Rights Act, declaring, in effect, that discrimination is over. I don't know uh, what he's looking at when he makes those declarations. But I'll tell you, this week, the United States Supreme Court did something that um, was truly going to go down for them as uh, a black eye in their tenure. And, and let me explain to your listeners what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, there is, they are in DEFCON 1 in Wisconsin right now. And the epicenter of COVID-19 is in Milwaukee. Uh, and again, like so many places... Um, you see significant racial disparities in death rates uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, and they are in the height. And people in New York City understand what that means to yeah. be um, in, in the height of alert. And as a result of that, uh, Governor Evers um, uh, attempted to postpone the election. And the DNC about two, three weeks ago, along with the party in Wisconsin, filed a um, lawsuit to extend uh, and expand absentee balloting so we didn't have to put people in harm's way. You should never have to choose between exercising your right to vote and uh, putting yourself in harm's way. That's right. not who we are as a nation. And so this past Monday night, the U.S. Supreme Court did the following. They said that uh, if you have an absentee ballot, um, the ballot must be postmarked by uh, the 7th, which was Tuesday, or else it won't count. Mm. Here's the problem with that, uh, Mark and your listeners. Many people followed 
the um, rules that were put in place by a federal judge a week or so ago, a little more than a week ago, and he extended the deadline for um, submitting absentee ballots. Right. And so you've got a lot of people who followed the rules. They applied for an absentee ballot on, uh, say, uh, a week before the election. And I talked to someone. I talked to a woman who is undergoing treatment right now for cancer, mm. chemotherapy. She's the mother of a six and a four-year-old. Mm. She called in a timely fashion, filled out the application, submitted it, was told the Friday before the election, yes, we will mail you the ballot, and uh, it needs to be back by the 13th. And as of election night, the 7th, she did not have the ballot yet. It had not come in the mail. Wow. And as a result, she was disenfranchised. Now, other people in her shoes, and I, I, I saw other stories on Election Day, people with um, very serious diseases, uh, lupus was one example, who are bound and determined to vote, went out and voted. They are immunocompromised. I simply hope they don't die. This is unconscionable. And the United States Supreme Court gave a remedy which wasn't a remedy at all. And tens of thousands of Wisconsinites couldn't vote because of what the Supreme Court did the night before. And then to add insult to injury, Tony Evers uh, appropriately sought to delay the election. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court, meeting virtually, of course, because it's too dangerous to be out, but not too dangerous to vote, Right. said, no, the election must go on. And and your listeners are probably asking, what's going on? Well, here is actually what's going on. Uh, There is uh, there was a presidential primary, obviously, on on Tuesday. But in addition, there was um, a race for state Supreme Court. And what the Republicans wanted was to make sure they could suppress the vote as much as possible in the Democratic regions, because uh, Milwaukee, it was very hard for people to get out and vote. In some of the rural areas where they believe they have an electoral advantage, the extent of the coronavirus is is not as extreme as it is in Milwaukee County. So this was all about, we've got to win this election, and we want to win it at all costs, including putting people at risk of dying, putting poll workers at risk of dying, And they only were able to open five polling sites in Milwaukee, as opposed to the dozens that are usually open, which means that if you voted uh, on Tuesday, you waited about two hours in in many cases. That is just not who we are as a nation. And that's why um, I hope all your listeners will be advocating in Congress, in the Senate, in the upcoming stimulus bill. We are working hard to include a package of reforms Mm -hmm. so that if, God forbid, we're still in this situation in November, everyone everywhere can exercise the right to vote uh, remotely. Now, I I like voting in person. I like the opportunity to vote early. We want to make sure that we have the opportunities to vote early, um, to vote uh, the day of. Uh, Those are remarkably important aspects, but we also need the opportunity Um, if the circumstances demand because of the public health situation to be able to vote by mail. And when you hear people say, oh, Donald Trump says yesterday, oh, it'll lead to fraud. You voted by mail, sir. (laughs) Right. And and all the evidence, all the evidence. I mean, this has been studied to death. 
That is an absolutely bogus claim. And, and just because you claim it 58 times doesn't make it true. Right. Uh, right. It's been studied uh, ad nauseum. And the concern I have this November, Mark, is the following, which is I don't want people to have to win the geographic lottery in order to be able to vote in a safe manner. Uh, and that's the situation we have now. In Washington State and Oregon and California and Colorado, a few other states, you can vote by mail. Mm. Uh, and and guess what, by the way? Turnout is way up in those states. Well, you know, um, and that was interesting because I was speaking with another journalist, um, and the, we, the journalist was describing how even those who stood in line on Tuesday in Wisconsin, I mean, that said a lot right there. You have people lined up wearing masks if people are willing to go to that length during a pandemic to vote, you can only imagine what people are going to do in November, you know, if they have yeah. full access to the ballot box. But but that's the thing, too, Tom. I mean, the worst the worst case scenarios we're hearing is that even if we get out of this shelter in place, that this virus could come back in the fall. That's why, as you said, I agree the Democrats legislation is important. But, but let, me, let me just ask you this from a legal perspective. If Democrats pass legislation um, enabling more access to mail-in voting for November, can the Supreme Court still get in the middle of that, too? Uh, probably not, because it will be um, it, it depends on how it's written. If okay. it's simply uh, if, it, if it's simply enabling states to do this. Then the problem we will run into is there are Republican states that won't do it. And okay. that's the challenge that we have. Uh, we have to work hard to make sure that every state is doing it. Um, there's $400 million in the stimulus bill that passed a week or two ago uh, for states who want to go to vote by mail. And I know some states are, are going to use that money to do that. Um, there are... Uh, different states have different authorities, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and and so unfortunately what's going to happen is that in some states we're going to be able to do more than in other states. That's that's the way voting works. It's decentralized, yeah. 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 And, um, and and that, that means that you do have to win the geographic lottery to be able to vote e more easily. I mean, there are some states that have same-day registration, uh, and that's really important. Uh, there, and then there are some states that don't. Some, you know, these states that have enacted uh, these uh, onerous uh, uh, voter ID laws. I mean, you know why they're there. Right. Um, it's all about you know uh, suppressing black and brown votes. Right. This is um, th this is the world we live in. And what I would say, I mean, and I'll, I'll end here. What I would say to your listeners is, we have to understand. Here is the playbook. The formula for success for Republicans in 2020 is a very, very um, unconscionable formula. It is, uh, I mean, here and here's his problem. Uh, he is violating basic rules of electoral politics. It's, I call it arithmetic. In politics, addition beats subtraction any day of the week. Joe Biden has incredibly broad appeal. Uh, Joe Biden... Uh, you look at the primary results, um, he did incredibly well 
uh, in South Carolina, outperforming Barack Obama. I mean, African American votes, the, the you know the backbone of the Democratic Party demonstrated once again that it is indeed uh, the backbone of the Democratic mm-hmm. Party. He he is winning in communities of color. He is winning with um, uh, older voters. He is winning uh, with disaffected Republicans. Um, the party of Lincoln is dead. And there are many, many people who are uh, coming over uh, to Joe Biden because they understand that he is a man of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a person who will fight to save their health care. He's a person that can restore the uh, integrity and character of the United States in our standing in the world. He will make us safer. And uh, and so what's happening with the, the Republicans is that they have an ever narrowing base and that's uh that's a problem because that's subtraction and so the way you counter the problem they have is through suppression so it's get your ever shrinking base and make sure you have a really big turnout among an ever shrinking base and then make it hard as hell for the other side to turn out right so that's the playbook in a nutshell it's a very cynical playbook and everybody needs to understand it. And that's why, um, you know, we're going to work like heck uh, to make sure we are making voting as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a big part of our work for the remaining 209 days that we have wow. until the election. Yeah, well, 209 days. It'll be here before we know it. it, it, it but it sounds like, I just, just, just to be clear, it, it, everything is decentralized, so there there really isn't is there one piece of legislation that the House can pass to mandate all of these states follow a uniform process to allow people to vote by mail yeah. in, right? Okay, yeah. Well, we're trying, and 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 here's and there's a bill in the Senate authored by uh, Senators Wyden and Klobuchar. It's a right. good bill, real good bill. And um, early voting is, is a, can be a really good tool, but it has to be done correctly. And here's what I mean. There's four critical elements of a well-run um, vote-by-mail uh, or no-excuse absentee voting program. Number one, you need a return stamped return envelope. So mm-hmm. it do- doesn't cost the voter a dime. So you get the ballot, you get the return envelope, you drop it either in the mail or drop boxes around the state, and you don't pay a cent. Uh, that's hugely important. Number two, you need to make sure that it has um, that the law that you have in place ensures that as long as it is postmarked by election day, it is a valid ballot. That's what they do in California and Oregon and Washington State and Colorado. Uh, and elsewhere. In Florida, by contrast, it has to arrive by Election Day. And the reason why they do that, they're not stupid, the Republicans. Mm -hmm. Uh, They know that there's a lot of studies that show that young people and communities of color tend to submit their ballots uh, closer to the end of the campaign. So in 2018, in Florida, there were a ton of ballots that were mailed before election day that didn't arrive on election day and were therefore thrown out. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to win the postal carrier lottery 
right. to have your vote counted. I mean, what happens if there's a a, a, um, a hurricane or right. uh, and, and this happened, by the way, this happened in an election in Florida. It should be, um, you know, postmarked by Election Day. That should be the rule. Number three, um, there must be uh, protections in place so that states can't do this. Uh, what I call signature match shenanigans. That's another voter protection. Uh, there's another voter suppression um, tactic of of Republicans, and you saw it in uh, I saw it in Colorado. I saw it in uh, uh, Georgia, where if your signature doesn't exactly match uh, what it is on the original form, uh, they throw the ballot out. Uh, and that is that is a tried and true voter suppression tactic. Now I, I look at my own signature and how I sign it. You know, you, you go into stores and you sign it electronically. Right. I mean, my signature looks very different right. uh, with a lot of regularity, and that doesn't mean I'm not Tom Perez. Right. Um, right. So that's a big issue. And and then finally, uh, there's there must be protections in place. Um, there's a number of uh, communities, senior communities, where uh, people can fill out their ballot. Um, they, they have mobility impairments, so they can't go out and mail them. And so what will happen, and this also happens in a lot of um, Native American communities where people are living in um, rural areas, and you need to allow people to gather those and then uh, deliver them. Right. And a lot of Republican states have made it illegal to do that. Why? Because they don't want folks to vote in yeah. those <laughs> communities. So. So this isn't a case of simply saying, let's do vote by mail. We've got to do vote by mail, right? And we've also got to make sure we retain uh, the early voting opportunities, the same-day registration, the same-day you know, day of election voting. Voting is a cultural experience in many communities, and we don't want to uh, ignore that reality. But when you give people choice, that's really the key. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, in a pandemic, choice must include um, vote by mail. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lastly, Tom, um, the convention. What are we gonna do? Um, I mean, hopefully we'll be out, but uh, we just w- what's your thinking? What what's the contingency plan? Yeah, we are. We moved the convention about a week ago from uh, July the thirteenth to August the seventeenth. We did that for one simple reason. We we thought it would give us a much better chance of putting together a uh, safe and uh, robust convention. That's what we were learning from the experts that we were consulting. And so we're, we're excited about that. Our goal is to put together and put on a really uh, exciting muscular convention where we can highlight our standard bearer, the vice president, and uh, do so uh, in a manner that also enables us to highlight our values. Now, we're going to continue to monitor the situation on the ground because we, unlike the other side, we don't have our public health head in the sand. Uh, and we will, we're going to put together again as effective and um, uh, muscular convention uh, as we can. We're absolutely staying in Wisconsin. I'm excited about that. Um, and uh, we'll continue consulting. We'll, we'll put together, um, we, we, will, uh, we will always put safety first, Mark. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful. We always plan and hope for the best, but we right. plan for every other contingency as well. And that's exactly what we'll do. Sure, sure. Um, 
it, you're the chair. Any intelligence you have or you want to share on the vice presidential vetting process, who he's going to pick? Well, we, well, we know the vice president's going to make some history because uh, he has committed to putting a woman on the ticket. And uh, I think that's uh, spectacularly important. And uh, we, we have an opportunity to make history uh, by having the first uh, female vice president in American history. Yeah. And that excites me to no end. Um, women are going to be 54% of the electorate in November. I know that there will uh, be a number of women of color. I'm sure he will uh, be considering and we have a deep bench. That's the good news. Right. And I'm, I'm thoroughly excited. And uh, I know I know a little bit about this process in the past. And, uh, you know, it, it's a it, it's a really important uh, process to do the thorough vetting. It's it's really important for the president, uh, for a nominee. Uh, I know that job one in making this choice, I think, for every nominee is uh, you want someone who can step in in the event of uh, you know a catastrophic event and do the job that's that's uh that's that's job one and again we have many people who will pass that test with flying colors um folks uh, as we said before while you're home and you're safe and well i hope we pray everyone is uh, get involved uh, support the local down ballot democrat of your choice uh, in your locale, if there are opportunities uh, through um, Democratic elected officials in your locale, especially uh, to ensure greater access to the ballot this November, as Tom said, a lot. This is, you know, all, all politics really is local when it comes to voting. If those uh, Democratic elected officials are signaling they can use your help to help make that happen via the legislature, what have you. Uh, get involved that way. That's one thing we can all be doing while we're uh, biding our time at home, seeing to it that we all have access to the ballot, seeing to it that we are supporting candidates um, uh, in, the, in those down-ballot races as well. Uh, and then all of that bubbles to the top with the presidential race. We know how important that is. There, there's opportunity for pickups uh, in the Senate, you all. It's looking better every day, right, Tom? Uh, Maine, Colorado, Georgia. Yeah, I'm uh, Kansas. Kansas. I mean, I'm uh, South Carolina with my friend Jamie Hurst. Go look up uh, what he's doing down there. He's uh, in a tight race with Lindsey Graham, uh, and uh, he's Jamie is knocking it out of the park. And and what I would say in closing to your listeners is uh, uh, I wholeheartedly appreciate your point, Mark, about getting involved. And, and one way to get involved, we, we've trained literally four thousand digital organizers in the That's last right. three weeks. Uh, I know we can't be out knocking doors now, but um, you can all get your virtual clipboards out and uh, talk to people. These trainings are free. Uh, if you're concerned, well, I've never done digital organizing before, that's fine. We've got 101 classes. If you have done it and you want to get a little more sophisticated training, uh, we've got 201. Uh, and... Mm -hmm. uh, just go to Democrats.org and sign up. We're, the demand for these classes has been really impressive. We're working with an organization called Run for Something, which is uh, an organization that helps down-ballot candidates. And, and we're, we, 
our tactics have changed, but uh, our goals have not. We're continuing to hire. We are working our uh, tails off in these battleground states. We're we're building up there. Um, we're handing uh, the vice president the most uh, robust um, infrastructure that uh, I think has been built in. Um, you know, for a non-incumbent presidential candidate in modern political history. And I'm, I feel very uh, good about what we're doing, but we need more help. So go yeah. to Democrats.org and sign up. There's plenty to be done, folks, so don't, don't, you don't have to be okay. bored. You can get involved. Tom yeah. Perez, the chair of the Democratic Party. Thank you, Tom. Always a pleasure, Mark. All Talk right. Soon, All right. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.